Hi, this is Dr. Holly Castle. And I'm Dr. Elizabeth Tadikin. And this is Wellness 360, Your Health, Your Way. This podcast is not intended for the purpose of providing medical advice. All information, content, and material is for information and educational purposes and is not intended to serve as a substitute for the consultation, diagnosis, and or medical treatment of a qualified physician or healthcare provider. Hello, everyone. Um, we are here again with episode 14. Um, myself and Dr. Castle. Hello. <laughs> we are um, getting started here today with a very unique pathology that is, it's unique, yet it's not. It's very common. And so, um, yeah, we, yeah, go ahead. I think it's unique in some senses in that there's so many ways that this can become an issue for people. We're right. going to talk about anemia. Mm-hmm. So it's common, but it's also unusual in that it's often undiagnosed. Yes. Because you can't see it. And people will come in to our offices and describe a diffuse and varying number of symptoms. Mm -hmm. And we think, oh, well, it could be this. Oh, it could be right. that. And so this is why a good history Mm -hmm. is really important. Yeah. So what is anemia? Strictly speaking, strictly defined, mm -hmm. it's a decrease in the red blood cell mass. What does that mean? Okay. It either means the cells are getting smaller, mm -hmm. they're getting um, less, uh, less hemoglobin in mm -hmm. them, so that sometimes they get bigger, mm -hmm. sometimes they get smaller, it depends on the type of anemia. Mm -hmm. Basically, the function of the red blood cell is to deliver oxygen from the lungs to the tissues and take the carbon dioxide in the tissues out and take it back to the lungs for oxygenation. Yeah. This is accomplished by using hemoglobin, which is what makes our blood red. Right. It's the heme. The heme. Mm -hmm. Is the iron. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's a decrease in the number of red blood cells transporting the oxygen and carbon dioxide to and from the tissues in the lungs. And this is going to impair the blood's ability, the body's ability to exchange these gases and replenish the body with oxygen. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So this decrease can happen for a number of reasons. It can be because you had some kind of very specific blood loss. Mm -hmm. This can happen during surgery, for example. It can happen as a result of having an ulcer or some kind of internal bleeding process. This is not uncommon. Anemia is not uncommon secondary, for example, to some kind of colon issue right. where there's you know, bleeding and ulcerations yeah, in the colon. Like from a cancer even or something like that. Yeah, yeah or, or Crohn's. Crohn's. Mm -hmm. yep. And so there's a number of reasons why this would happen. It's a sign that we need to investigate and look for the underlying cause. Mm -hmm. So that's where we really excel. Yes. Because we spend the time taking these detailed histories mm -hmm. and then ordering labs because we do not dismiss somebody's complaint of 
fatigue, for example, right. we pay attention to these things. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where, you know, I mean, again, that's our functional side of our practice is, uh, is take, you know, going into all the different avenues and to figure out exactly where the root of the cause of this, you know, signs and symptoms at first. Mm -hmm. And then we find out, okay, anemia. Okay. Well, even then, where's the anemia coming from? Right. <laughs> you know? And we can actually look at the red blood cells mm -hmm. and that's going to give us clues right. as to the etiology. Yes. Exactly. So Dr. Elizabeth is going to talk about this yeah. in more detail. Yeah, the, it, the ideologies, um, uh, you know, basically there's so many of them under these main three categories of either blood loss, increased destruction of the red blood cells, which is the hemolysis, or the decreased production of the red blood cells. Um, some of them are genetic and others are functional. And so uh, just a few quick details of the genetic etiologies would be, for example, like thalassemias. And typically we hear a lot about beta thalassemia, which is more of a bre breaking of the blood cells, the hemolysis. Um, the uh, other couple ones that, uh, you know, I never see them come through my door. I, I don't think you do either. No, <laughs> so, no I mean, some but, of these are very odd. Yeah, yeah, and, as you called them, the zebras. The zebras, <laughs> we're not looking for zebras most yes. of the time. Actually, what we're usually looking for are the more nutritional causes, yes. like the B12 deficiencies right. and the iron deficiencies, yeah. uh, rather than a strange, rare, and peculiar, yeah, uh, like hereditary issue. Exactly, yeah. And so a couple of other just hereditary ones would be like um, Fanconi anemia or the Rh null disease. So anyway, they're not the the thalassemia we might see actually. But um, the others are very um, rare and not seen too often. So some of the nutritional etiologies, like you just said, that mm -hmm. Dr. Holly just said was, yeah, flat out iron deficiency. So that's definitely a big one. Um, vitamin B12 deficiency, it shows up in a slightly different uh, form of anemia. And so that's something that when we put the puzzle pieces together, we can say, oh, that's where your anemia is coming from folate deficiency and though the B12 and the folate deficiency are very interesting because one can actually make it can actually hide the other one so yes. that's very interesting and again that's where our detective work comes in <laughs> so you yeah. know figuring that out like mm -hmm. oh you look actually everything looks fine but oh no it the folate was hiding the B12 or something like I, I'm not recalling the difference between the two but anyway that's what I look for but those two vitamins work in harmony yes and they need to be in balance. Yes, And so exactly. there's an imbalance. You know, oftentimes we'll have people come in and they want a B12 injection. Right. Well, if you get a lot of B12 injections you can, and you don't balance the folate, right. you could actually induce a problem. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And then, as I was saying before we started this recording, when I was younger, they always used to advertise iron pills. Mm -hmm. Oh, if you're tired, you need iron. If you're yes. this, you need iron. If you, yeah. So what it's, a lot of people don't necessarily need iron just because they're anemic, mm -hmm. although oftentimes that may be the case, but you need to measure that right. and figure out exactly how to dose it so that you don't overdo it. Right, exactly. Yeah, and that's the thing. The um, A lot of times um, those with the iron pills of the past, and even today uh, the conventional iron pills are not the ideal iron supplement 
um, we we definitely have better ones that, <laughs> that we can provide. Right, because iron supplementation is often rather irritating yes. to people's digestive Exactly, tract. yeah, and we'll get there. <laughs> we will get there. Um, Another but, thing to look at is the overall health of yes. the individual, their kidney function, their liver function. Yeah. Do they have another related disorder that might, because the health of the kidneys is intimately related to the health of the blood. Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's a filter. So mm -hmm. yeah, we need to definitely pay attention to um, how that filtration system is working. Is there, is there a slowdown in that area? You know, what could be causing that again? We go deeper into that. Um, uh, you know, one of the biggest um, things though, that I find when I have kids, especially who, um, are, you know, might have a little bit of anemic factors uh, or, or sorry, signs and symptoms uh, would be just general malnutrition. And you'd think, oh, uh, you know, you got a nice um, setup here, like a family, they, they should not, you know, a child should not be malnourished. But when you think about our sad diet, kids are malnourished. Yeah, it's terrible. They and could be eating all the burgers they want, you know, from McDonald's. And yes, they're, mal they're malnourished. And I think the fact that modern food needs to be supplemented mm -hmm is a sad commentary on the quality of our food. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's for sure. So um, when we talk about the physical etiologies, when there's blood loss, um, that could also be just trauma in general, burns, frostbite, things like that. We talked about the um, chronic disease and those, there's a type of anemia specific to chronic disease. Again, that would be kidney disease, liver disease, other chronic infections cancers and uh, collagen vascular diseases. And then simply other areas that are a little bit um, more in depth would be just viral infections, mm -hmm. bacterial infections, and other um, types of um, parasitic, parasitic inf infections. Yeah, yeah, big time. Yeah, with often overlooked. Yeah, it is actually. Mm -hmm. That's something I was just reading about the other day for a patient. Um, yeah, and I noticed that too. So, um, Anyway, going into some symptoms. Yeah. So when we do our patient interview, we're going to make some observations mm -hmm. and we're going to ask them maybe some odd questions. So the first thing they do when they come in, they say, I'm fatigued. Mm -hmm. Well, we may think, oh, they need some adrenal support. But then we're going to look, you know, are they kind of pale? Right. Is there a blue tinge to their skin that yeah. we might, especially the nails? Right. Right. Is their blood pressure kind of low? Mm -hmm. Do they have orthostatic hypotension? Meaning right. when they get up off the chair or the exam table, do they feel lightheaded? Yeah. Any complaint of weakness, especially in the um, extremities, or any complaint of numbness and tingling in the hands and feet? Why would that be? It's because the blood isn't doing its job of oxygenating the periphery of the body. Right. Okay. Now, some of the odd things we might ask them is, can we look in your mouth? Mm -hmm. Right. And the dentist always does this when yes. I, you know, get my dental exam. Mm -hmm. You know, they want to see, do we have mouth ulcers? Is my tongue inflamed? Is Are the tissues of my mouth pink enough. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Because if the inside, the oral mucosa is, is white, is white yeah. there's a real issue there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Lack of blood. Yeah. And then two interesting symptoms that we see more in 
typically in children, but sometimes in adults too, is pica, mm -hmm. which is the desire to eat inedible things mm -hmm. like dirt. Mm -hmm. These are the kids who are licking the wall. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Are you putting the chalk in their mouth? Yeah. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. And then the desire to eat or chew ice. Yes. And this is like chronic, like in every... Yeah. Every time they have a drink of something, it's chock full of ice, and they're always chewing on it. Yeah. So Terrible those are for the teeth. Things, yeah, so that's <laughs> going to be part of it. We're also going to ask them, do you have headaches? Mm. Do you have any heart symptoms? Yeah, palpitations. Yeah, or... we'll, we'll take their pulse to see if they have um, a, a rapid pulse. Mm -hmm. And then after all of this, we're going to order the blood work. Mm -hmm. So the most telling part of the blood work is a CBC with differential. Right. The complete blood count. Exactly. Yes. And that's going to tell us what do the cells look like. Right. Are they big? Are they little? Mm -hmm. Are they pale? Right. We're going to know this because there are many different um, uh, categories right, exactly. of how to evaluate the blood. Right. Including even um, when we just to head back to the the potential with a parasitic infection, something that comes back in our CBC is the eosinophils. And when that comes back raised, I mean, it's a very clear potential indication. Mm -hmm. Like, so it's clearly potential, but you know, like, <laughs> but it's, it's a very high potential of, of parasitic infection. Yes. You know, I mean, of course it can be an allergy too, but anyway, I, I just want to throw that in. But yeah, when we say clear potential, yeah. what we mean is, is something you need to pay attention yes. to, but there's a variety of things it could relate yeah, to. So exactly. we need to discern what yes. is it relating to. Yeah. The other things we're going to look at, if we feel we need more information, is CRP, mm -hmm. the iron um, level of iron and ferritin, yeah. and the total, total iron binding count, count mm -hmm. which yeah. is a, often a ratio right. with iron. And then we're going to look at B12 and folate. Now, yeah. A lot of folks don't realize how important B vitamins are to the health of our blood. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. They're like in everything. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they really are. Yeah. So there's a lot of ways that we can treat this. It mm -hmm. depends on the severity of the complaint. Right. I have actually treated anemia successfully with nutritional supplements and homeopathic medicine. Mm -hmm. Yep, exactly. Yeah. 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 And that's, a, I mean, it's, you know, if we're talking about conventional treatments, pretty much it's simply, I mean, now, of course we have to like backtrack a little bit here. Like we said, there's a whole pile of reasons for anemia. So, you know, just speaking very simply about anemia mm -hmm. we want to raise your blood uh, you know your iron and your blood and right um, because we want people to feel better yeah we want your red blood cells to um come back online so yeah we want to figure out why but we also want to treat the symptoms exactly yeah so for for a conventional um system when they are looking at this they might simply do the iron transfusions uh they might simply do iron supplements with cofactors um or you know, they may supplement with B or C, but but usually it's an iron supplement like you were talking about yes. that is usually not bioavailable and tends to constipate. Yes, it does. <laughs> yeah. So what's the answer to that? Mm -hmm. Eat more iron-rich foods. Yeah, yeah. Because they are bioavailable. Right, exactly. Yeah. And then I really like 
a cell salt called mm -hmm. ferrum phos, oh, yeah. which helps the body absorb and utilize iron better. Right. Yeah. And that's uh, when talking about being more bioavailable. So if you are going to take an iron supplement, the ones that we tend to prescribe for um, this situation already have the cofactors in there. So yes. that's where, um, which is usually B and Z or um, I, I'm trying to think if, I think that's usually the, the two and when I say B of course I think it's like um pyridoxine it's, mm -hmm. it might be like mm -hmm. one of those two there with the C yeah um the, but the vitamin C is the is a huge factor so uh to make that iron actually bioavailable which a lot of people don't realize mm -hmm. right yeah so you're gonna want to eat guess what your leafy greens yes they are so high in iron. Mm -hmm. um, so are other foods that are um, that are going to not only be high in iron, but also with vitamin C, um, selenium, zinc, all the other nutritional factors that help the iron be released into the body. Because that's the thing. Right. Iron comes in in a very compacted way, but you need these minerals to almost like open it up to allow your blood to take it. Yes, and you need to optimize the digestive tract. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So other foods that are high would be um, cold water fish like salmon, mackerel, sardines, uh, beets. Um, Which I love. Yes, me too. Uh, bee pollen, apricots, blackberries, molasses. Oh, yes. Molasses. Mm -hmm. So delicious. Currants, mm. yep. And then also back in the day when we ate more of the animal. Mm-hmm people ate liver. Oh yeah, absolutely. And yeah. so we saw much less iron deficiency yep. than we do now. And unfortunately, most of the time when you tell somebody it'd be good to eat liver, they look at you like you have three yes. heads. <laughs> at least now there are liver supplements. Exactly, <laughs> so. exactly. But you know, I mean, pate uh, yeah. is Yes, is liver. It's exactly. Liver. Yeah. So it isn't so, completely abhorrent. Right. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and then talking about um, some other, so these would be definitely going into our naturopathic treatment. So we'll just continue with this, but uh, there would be things like the big things to avoid with anemia would be um, coffee black tea, uh, just caffeine in general, because they it does um, actually block your iron uh, bioavailability. And uh, that's, you know, really there's not a whole lot of avoiding foods, but that, those would be but the big But dairy ones. is not exactly oh, dairy, ideal either. Yeah, dairy, you're right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So in the acute stage, these are things to take into consideration. Yeah, yes, exactly. Once you got things under control you can definitely add your coffee back in so because <laughs> i know how that feels um but you know uh, we already mentioned some of the supplements but of course when we're working with our patients we tend to find a combo um, supplement that has the cofactors and the iron in it but other supplements that can be very helpful for anemia would be vitamin c vitamin e selenium zinc uh your vi your bioflavonoids um, things like that, uh, definitely making sure if, if B12 and folate are part of the picture, we're going to add those in and their own um, forms that are we find are 
most bioavailable. And then some liver and kidney support. Oh, yes, for sure. Mm -hmm. And that's, um, you know, that could be through a number of ways. We could do that with acupuncture. We can do that with bio, uh, sorry, um, botanical medicine. Yes, that's you know? what I was thinking, those botanical are, medicine. Yeah, those are two great ways to help with that. So, um, you know, we have so many ways to address this. <laughs> so, naturally. Yes, naturally. And that's the thing. Our botanical medicine is really ideal because it's we're using a whole plant. We're using um, whole plant medicine that is so synergistic and it, it works very well with the uh, the body organs that yes. are potentially having a problem. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about liver and kidney support, we might be adding in, you know, something um, uh, like, I, what would you say would be one of the best ones? I would ones say hydrastis. Here? Yes. Okay. Ideal. Mm -hmm. Or cinchona. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Those are the two I'd go to first. Yeah. Um, if they, you know, fit the, the picture of the of the anemia right yeah so some herbs are actually specific to certain kinds of anemias but the two those are the two that pop into my mind first yeah especially the cinchona oh yeah absolutely mm-hmm um, so then and you know when um, dr. Holly was mentioning some homeopathy and again homeopathy is a very interesting type of medicine that really does best when you have a doctor of homeopathy or naturopathic doctor, someone who has been studying this for a long time knows how to match the picture best. But some of the ones that come to mind, like um, the ferrums, are definitely usually a absolutely yeah. yeah. And then arsenicum mm -hmm. is an excellent remedy for blood disorders in, in general. general. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that is um, kind of the gist of anemia. <laughs> um, we uh, definitely, there's, there's so much to it. It's a really huge, uh, uh, a huge condition. Subject, yeah, yeah, and a huge subject. We, we really tried to summarize a, a, most of it. But if anyone has any questions, you know, go ahead and email us. As we always say, email us with um, future episode requests but if you have questions about this and you want a little bit further detail um, email us at wellnesspodcast360 at gmail.com is that well, wellness360 podcast oh yes did I say, i'm sorry i'm hungry <laughs> so, wellness360 thank you thank you wellness360 podcast oh my gosh <laughs> at gmail.com and um yes we are we'd be happy to i you know give a quick answer or we can direct you that's the other thing we're always happy to direct people from wherever you are to a local naturopathic doctor yes. community and so you mm -hmm. can find those out too so um next um episode we are look oh we are definitely um going to lead into more of what what anemia can cause which is fatigue and so when we talk about fatigue um uh, it's another humongous subject we may have to do this in multiple <laughs> yes, parts exactly so yeah but um but definitely it's a one we get pretty much every single patient yes yeah it's a big reason why people start coming to see us in the first place so anyway we are so excited thank you again for joining us and we will um see you at the our, our uh speak with you at the next episode. next episode thank you so much everyone take have, care take care bye bye, -bye. bye.